0: Welcome to the My Chicago Podcast. I'm Carrie Rubin, your host. Purple Monkey Playroom, located at 2040 Northwestern Avenue in Bucktown, was actually on my initial list when I dreamed up this podcast because I suspected that a playroom would have a really difficult time staying afloat during the pandemic. And I'd actually known the owner, Jessica Robachek, from a couple of Facebook groups that I'm in. I'm glad to hear that they made it through, and you'll hear more about how in the interview. It was also interesting to hear how she pivoted her business model a bit to make sure she and her staff, as well as their patrons, felt comfortable having parties and getting their kids out to play during the pandemic. I did take my kids to Purple Monkey when my kids were younger, and it's such a great space, and Jessica is just so fantastic. I'm excited to share this episode with you. Here it is. Welcome to the podcast, Jessica. I am excited to talk to you. And you actually on my initial list of people I wanted to interview because I don't know how a playroom managed to cope through COVID-19? Well, first of all, thank you for thinking of me and thank you for (laughs) having me on
1: your podcast. I'm very excited to be here. Um, You know, I think the reason that we survived um, was twofold. Number one, we're very small. um, So we did not get crushed under the weight of, um, of a lot of overhead expenses. Um, and number two, uh, the support of the community around us was just absolutely unbelievable. Um, our clients, our family, our personal friends, um, you know, when we first shut down, they helped us out to, um, help keep actually our workers afloat with a really generous, um, GoFundMe donation. Oh wow. um, Yes. It was unbelievable. Um, and I worked. Um, pretty furiously on getting PPP loans um, together as quickly as I could. We couldn't operate, but my priority was taking care of my team um, and just, you know, getting getting a paycheck um, in their pockets, especially while unemployment was really hard to come by. Um, and then, you know, there were tiny little pockets of time that we were allowed to, you know, reopen on a very small scale. And, um you know, our landlord was a little bit flexible with us, and we just kind of by the skin of our teeth were able to ride it out and are just so incredibly grateful because a lot of other people in this industry didn't make it, and it's just been devastating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful that you had that kind of support. I can't imagine how stressful this past year must have been for you.
1: Yeah, it was very stressful. Um, at first, I felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders. And then, you know, once I did everything that I knew to do, once I'd applied for all of the loans and, you know, done all of the GoFundMes and, you um, you know, helped my team get on unemployment and done everything that I could do, then I just had to let it go and just sort of ride it out just like everybody else did.
0: Yeah. That's a wonderful attitude because the more you like resist it or like try to push and, you know, it, you just yeah. got to kind of let the chips fall where they may and things will work out the way they're meant to work out. Right.
1: Exactly. Initial meltdown. And then, you know, <laughs>
0: got to move on. Exactly. But I'd love to you for you to back up and tell the story of how Purple Monkey Playroom came to be. And, and I know you have another business as well. So if you'd like to talk about that too, I'd, I'd love to hear sure. about it.
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to talk about both. So, um, the way that purple monkey came to be was, uh, it's kind of a fluke. Actually, I was working uh, in the nonprofit world and I had just finished my MBA, had my daughter. Um, she was about, uh, maybe 16 months old at the time. And she used to go to a play place with her nanny, um, called Hobbit land. It was over in, um, Humboldt Park. Mm -hmm. And uh, on a whim, my nanny said to me, you know, and they went every day. That was their activity. And it was just perfect for that age group because my daughter wasn't on a schedule. They could drop in when they wanted to. They could, you know, come and go as they please. The price point was right. Um, I was always so hesitant to sign her up for a class and be trying to work around a nap schedule that didn't exist. Yeah, Um, I also had always wanted to do something on my own. It was just, you know, it was the timing and also the concept and, you know, when that was going to happen. And kind of when my nanny mentioned, you know, Hobbitland is closing and I said, oh, that's too bad. You know, we'll have to get Ellie involved in some other things. And uh, I happened to mention it to my husband just in passing and he said, well, you should buy it. And I said, why would I do that? And he said, well, you know, you're you're looking for something to do and not be tied to, um, you know, to other people's hours. And um, he's like, this falls within your skill set. And I said, what are you talking about? But the more that I thought about it, um, the more I realized that, yes, my skill set is, you know, it's really networking and marketing. And I fell right squarely into my target market and I lived within my target market and. Um I, I talked to the Hobbitland people and I, I realized that I probably wasn't gonna buy their brand, but uh, that I wanted to be a little bit closer to home in Bucktown mm-hmm. uh, that it was going to leave somewhat of a hole in the market for a small neighborhood play place. And I just um was able to secure funding, which was incredible, some loans, and I closed my eyes and, and jumped. And that's amazing. Um, it was yes, it was quick. Um I, I I gave my notice um to my company in November. I signed a lease, um, in December and I opened in February. So it was, it was incredibly fast. Um, what year was that? That was, uh, 20, that was end of 2011, early 2012.
0: Right, right. Cause that was right. Cause I remember it opened around the time when my kids were little and okay. they were born in 2010 and 2012.
1: So exactly. So I, um, I opened, um, right. Um, in February, 2012, was it what you thought it would be Being um, a business owner? Um, yes and no. Um, I, I think that I, I didn't realize, um, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know, but, um, I I had a lot of support almost immediately from the community. Um, Some very established business owners kind of took me under their wing. I was part of a group at the time called Moms in Business, um, which was a Facebook group and, you know, an in-person networking group. And it it provided me a lot of support right when I needed it. And so I give a lot of credit to the people around me, actually, for helping me um, to become successful. They shared my business with their audiences. I mean, it was really um, it was a really wonderful community at the time that I needed it.
0: Yeah, it is a, an amazing group
1: an amazing groups, you know, it. And, and then, yeah. um, aubergine came because, um, we were actually finding ourselves in a situation where we were, we were booking almost to capacity for birthday celebrations and we were trying to find a way not to say no to people. Um, and we were renting space from, um, other businesses to host our celebrations in their space with like mm. kind of arrangement. Um, And then I, you know, I I decided, all right, we've we've got enough coming in that it's time to open up a second location. Um, But I wanted to differentiate the second location a little bit because I felt that the kids' birthday party market was a little bit saturated. So I was looking for a place that was a little bit more blank canvas where we could, you know, expand into baby showers and baptisms and Mm -hmm. graduate. And, and things like that. So um, I, I tried open play over there, uh, and it absolutely didn't work. It's a different market um, just at um, in, in, in the part of Logan Square um, where it's located. and it's yeah, it's
0: basically private celebrations. So I'm curious to hear what the situation is now because things have opened, uh, everything's open, yes. but since you have a child-centric business, I'm curious yes. as to what's going on currently. Sure. So with
1: Purple Monkey, we have reopened for um, playtime on a very, very limited basis. Um, what I was able to offer um, through many pockets in the pandemic when things weren't completely closed down was private playtime. So our playroom was small enough that people could rent the playroom privately for up to 10 kids. Some people chose to rent it out for one child. Some people did really small play dates and some people had, you know, maybe their entire pod or sorry, it was up to, t- it was up, up to 10 individuals. Um, okay. We started doing it. Um, you know, and we had a you know, a masked staff person in the room, masks were required. Um, and we 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 did okay with that. We we booked a lot of them. It was, you know, the dead of winter and people were, you know, needed ruined. to get
0: out of the house.
1: <laughs> get out and you know, they had their bubbles, they were looking for a place together. Yeah, so that that helped a lot. Um, you know, it was not cheap. Um, but it was the price point that we needed it to be at to staff mm-hmm. to money on the use of the space and um, and to deep clean. Um, what right. I also did when I was able to by law was I opened up um, twice a week group play times. We had what we still have Wednesday mornings and Friday mornings. It's a limited time slot from 10 to 12 Um, people have to sign up. So we've broken with the model of, you know, drop in, come leave whenever, because we needed to control the flow Mm -hmm. drinks, unless, you know, it's a baby bottle or something like that, a sip of a a water bottle. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, so there were definitely people that were, you know, they just needed to get out and they were willing to, to come with their kids masked, knowing our cleaning procedures, knowing that we were doing our best to space people out, knowing that it was only 10 people, you know, in a space that can hold a good 60 people. Mm -hmm. Um, so we did that. Um, and then, um, when we were allowed to start hosting birthday parties again, that has just gone gangbusters. Um, it's a people are
0: I'm sure itching to just get together and get out are.
1: It's a slightly different demographic than um than the clientele that usually finds us for parties. Um, it's more of frontline workers and they're hmm. people who have been out this whole time and, you know, feel like, okay, I've been working wherever it is and, you know, been in front of people and I'm ready. I'm ready to be out and celebrate my family's milestone. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so we are really, really busy at both locations and I'm extremely grateful for
0: that. That is fantastic. I'm so glad to hear that. So do you anticipate that structure is going to roll through until the kids are vaccinated or until restrictions change?
1: Yeah. So we're requiring masks until, um, until the kids are vaccinated, um, which, uh, well, you know, we'll see how people feel about it, but right. I'm following whatever the schools are doing, I'm doing. So it feels like the right thing to do to, to require masks now for private celebrations. You know, if people want to manage their friends and families, vaccination cards, uh, that's a totally different story, but for, um, for, pu- for public open playtime, everyone has to wear a mask. Um, I also am probably going to keep somewhat of a reservation system in place. Um, you know, while it's not as convenient, I suppose, to just drop in, people can always call us and see if we have availability, but it really has been a nicer experience, I think, for everybody to not have overcrowding, to know who we're expecting, and to have a cap on the number of people. Mm-hmm. So that's probably going to be something that I will carry through um, into normal times.
0: hmm Great. Anything else you'd like to share about your business? Anything else you'd like people to know?
1: Um, That's, that's about it. Um, You know, it's just, it's been almost 10 years now with Purple Monkey. It's been just an absolutely incredible experience, Um, you know, being with this neighborhood and, um, and, you know, riding out the changes, um, you know, in, in what people are looking for. It's every couple of years, sort of, you, you have to tweak the model a little bit because, Um, you know, sort of a new generation of parents and and, and nannies, and they have, you know, different ideas of what they're looking for. But um, I just feel like it's been a real gift. Um, I I work really close to home. I, um, you know, I've gotten to know my community a lot through Purple Monkey and now Aubergine. And uh, yeah, I'm just really grateful.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you made it through as well. Thank you. In closing, do you have any nominations?
1: Um, I like for who you should speak with mm-hmm. or people, um, businesses you'd like people to patronize. Oh gosh. Um, sorry. I should have been more prepared. So that's okay. I, I think I told you Bucktown music. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Um, I think, um, Arazu, I'm just thinking in my immediate community, I actually, their episode
0: is the one I aired on Friday.
1: They oh, great. great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they are fantastic. Um, I, have you talked to virtue yet Mm-mm. over on Damon? So that's a family owned business, um, owned by, uh, Julie Horowitz Jackson. And then her husband, DJ owns color wheel studio right across the street. Okay. Yeah. And they've been they've been around for like, maybe, I, I don't know, close to 20 years. I want to say. Cool. So, um,
0: Wonderful. So that's going to be my top three. Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here, Jessica. I loved Thank having you, a chance man. to talk to you. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for checking out today's episode. You can find links to and addresses for Jessica's nominated businesses at mychicagopodcast.com forward slash purple dash monkey, or by visiting the podcast social media pages on Instagram and Facebook at mychicagopodcast. And definitely be sure to visit Jessica and Purple Monkey Playroom with your little ones at 2040 Northwestern Avenue in Bucktown. And also, be sure to check out their super fun and colorful Instagram feed at Purple Monkey Playroom. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.